This year, I am focused on saving and investing, but I still want to do things like travel. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side-by-side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending, which means you could end up with a free flight or maybe a better hotel room. So what could future you do with smarter financial decisions? Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or property. It's the location and neighborhood. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. And when I say in-depth, I'm talking deep. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood, complete with a video guide. They also have details about local schools with test scores, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, this is everything you need to know all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast that gives you strategies and tips for how to build happier habits into daily life. This week, we'll talk about why you should take a scent snapshot of your life and how to face the happiness stumbling block of leaving home for the first time. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness and human nature. Usually I'm in New York City, but today I am not. I am face-to-face, which I don't often get to do, with my sister, Elizabeth Kraft. Elizabeth, it's so fun to be sitting right across the table from you. That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in Los Angeles. And yes, Gretchen, today we are just outside of Big Timber, Montana, celebrating some milestone birthdays in the family. Yes, it's our parents and my husband Jamie's parents Like, all have birthdays that are clustered together. So we're having this all-family roundup birthday celebration outing. It's so much fun. Yeah, and it is gorgeous here. Yes, there's mountains, there's a river, there's flowers, wildflowers growing um, right now we're in a cabin with wood walls and a stone fireplace. And Eliza is our guest producer. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Eliza. Thanks, Eliza. Uh, uh, now, Gretchen, um, our listeners all want to know why we never have our parents on uh-huh. the show. And um, they, they also want to hear from our husbands. Yes. Um, our who are par- all here. Who are all here. In Montana could, with us. <laughs> be on the podcast today, but none of them want to be. No. Our husbands say they will do it, but we it sort of keeps getting put off. Yes. But um, we have one person in the family who very nicely agrees to be on the podcast whenever we ask her, and that's Eliza. Yes, yes. Our parents absolutely do not want to do it. And if you're the happier podcast, you don't want to make somebody unhappy by, I I am a happiness bully, but, but for this, I let our parents off the hook. But so before we start launching in today's episode, we want to remind our listeners about Happier Labor Day. Um, Let us know what you're thinking. You can use the hashtag Happier Labor Day. And this is in honor of Labor Day this year. We want people to be thinking about, well, what would it take for me to be happier in my work life? Mm. My la- what is Labor Day going to mean for me this year going forward? 
Yeah, and on Happier in Hollywood, Gretchen, we're going to talk about does your work define you and should it? Ooh. Which is an interesting Labor Day question. Yes. So things people could be thinking about and, and letting us know um, in advance are what are your questions? Like what's kind of worrying you? What are you kind of vowing? Yeah, what you, are your goals for this year yeah, at work? Yeah. Do you want to start a side hustle? Do you want to gain a new skill? Do you want to ask for a raise? Mm-hmm. One word mantras. I've had mm-hmm. a I've had a one word work mantra for a couple of years and I know you have too. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and you have your you have your work mantra of relentlessly entertaining. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, we've gotten a lot of great responses and we want to hear more. So email us, leave us a voicemail or put it on social media under the hashtag Happier Labor Day. And Elizabeth, partially inspired by being in Montana, our try this at home tip for this week is to take a scent snapshot of your life here in Montana, because we're in a new place and a very beautiful kind of natural place. You really notice the different smells and it, yes. it got us focused on scent. Yeah, this morning it was a smell of cinnamon rolls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Homemade. Yeah. Yeah, I love this idea that each phase of your life is sort of defined by certain scents. Yes. And that when you focus in on those, you're really sort of taking a snapshot of your whole life with these scents. Yeah. No, I'm fascinated by scent. I mean, ever since I wrote Happier at Home, I've been really preoccupied with the role that smell can play. And you realize, like, it could be a whole era of your life, like middle school, or like for us here in Montana, it's kind of some, what are some of the smells? Like the dust of the road, cup of coffee. The smell of the lodge where yeah. all the meals are has yeah. a very pleasant, distinctive smell. Yeah. It's kind of a wood smoke and mm-hmm. yeah, it's hard to, what is that? It's the smell of the lodge. Meadows, when we mm. went for a walk yesterday, there was the smell of kind of uh, then there's the river smell, horses smell. Yes, and bug spray. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the wonderful scent of bug spray mixed with sunscreen is yeah. a distinctive scent. Well, it's funny that you say that because Eleanor, when she was putting on bug spray, and she said, oh, it smells like summer camp. Oh, yeah. So for yes. her, it was, it was already associated with uh, a scent. Yeah. So if you were going to think about your regular life, what's the scent snapshot of your life right now? Well, Jack's hair, like, oh, sm- you know, yeah. that's big. I'm yes. like, that's my favorite smell, of course. Yeah. The smell of insulin, which you would think it doesn't really have a smell, but it sort of, it does. It has a very sharp, acrid smell. Really? Um, I did not know that. So that, of course, unfortunately, will be my lifelong scent snapshot. Yeah. And then another smell that's very particular to right now for me, because, you know, Sarah and I are starting our show, The Fix, for ABC. And right now we're in the process of building all the sets. Ah, And so we go on the stage where the sets are in process and it's a very distinctive smell of wood as it's being cut. And so they're literally building them. I I kind of always thought that was metaphoric. So but they like actually build them. (laughs) Yeah, we have construction crews going day and night. We have a day crew and a night crew. And if you go over there, they're just hammering and sawing and building things all day long. So it's that smell. It's a very distinctive Ah, smell. Yeah. And then it's funny because... I would have said a few months ago that the smell of the parking garage oh, yes. would I, be a very distinctive smell. I remember when I visited you going through that big parking garage. Uh, yeah. But now, Gretch, because we have our own show, we have a parking spot right outside the building. Ooh. So I don't have to go in the parking Ooh. garage. So that's a nice, that's <laughs> nice. I'm happy to give up that smell. But see, but that's a good example of how a scent kind of captures a moment because like the scent of what you were doing before 
there's a lot of overlap, but then there are certain things that are changing. Yes. And that's how this snapshot of your life is a little bit different from even two months ago. Yeah, no, it's true. And another smell like in my life now is Cynthia Jackson. Annie sometimes bakes cookies, ah. which I never bake cookies ever. But when I walk in and the house smells like cookies, that's a very distinctive like Jack's childhood smell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How about you? Well, one thing is definitely nail polish remover because Eliza mm. and Eleanor are constantly doing their nails. And so I will walk in. I'm like, oh, my gosh, like my eyes are watering. There's such a strong smell of nail polish and nail polish remover. Wet dog from Barnaby. Uh -huh. Nothing like wet dog smell. Our lobby of our building has a very distinctive smell. And a friend of mine said, like, your lobby has a very distinctive smell. It's not it a bad does. smell, but it's distinctive. And it is a very distinctive it's smell. It's funny as you say that I can conjure up yep. the smell of your lobby yeah. in my mind. And I'm <laughs> yeah. rarely there. Yeah. Um, Eleanor has a new set of magic markers that have like a, that really heavy, like, the you know, the one good magic markers. I love have a very that smell. particular smell. It's funny, Jamie, because we are we're here in Montana and. um so I like went to give him a kiss and he smells different from the way he use, usually does because I think he must have just used some shampoo, some <laughs> different shampoo or some different soap. And I'm like, you mentioned Jack's hair. It's like, yeah. well, I didn't really think that Jamie had such a particular smell. But then I really noticed that it was not what I expected. I was like, oh, you smell different. A funny smell, Gretchen, right now in my life that will definitely define this time in my life is I bought a used car, but I didn't oh. realize that a smoker had owned it before. Oh. So it still smells. We've had it clean like three different times, oh. three different processes. Oh. Um, it's now I'm used to it. Yeah. Now it just smells familiar, but it's just funny because it's very distinctive. Yes. So as long as I have that car right. from now on, whenever I smell yes. that, I'll remember <laughs> this time in my life with yeah. this car. Well, I mean, I think that's what's fun about kind of the scent snapshot is like really thinking about, well, could I make a list and really come up with what are the paradigmatic scents of a particular time? Because, you know, one thing that I'm always thinking about is how do you make time feel more rich and more vivid? Mm -hmm. How do you call up memories? Like, I feel like I don't remember things very well. So I'm always trying to find new ways to remember things. And it's interesting, like when I say to myself, like, Elizabeth, Remember the smell of grandma and grandpa's garage? Yes. Such a, I really love that yes. smell. Very particular smell. Or like, you might have been too young, but there was this, when I was little, mom used this very particular kind of hand cream, Jurgen's mm. hand cream. Mm -hmm. And again, I didn't like the smell or dislike it. It was just right. like a very distinctive smell. And I was thinking the other day, gosh, I wonder if I could just go like in the mm, drugstore, smell yeah. that smell. Yeah. Because it, it so captures a particular time. Well, it's like the cookie, right? In remembrance of things past. Instead yes. of the taste, yes. it's the smell. Yeah, it's the smell. So, okay, so we're together. What are the smells of Kansas City for us? Oh, wow. Winstead's. Of course. Of course. Of course. Our favorite burger place. Um, Topsy's. Topsy's, It yes. has like popcorn. It makes popcorn. Fancy Ooh. popcorn. And like the smell of... The air, the summer air yes. smell. I don't it's know what that is. It's a very particular smell. Um, it's kind of cut grass yeah. and kind of well, heat. It's very yeah. humid. Yeah. Leaves. Remember the dime store with the wooden floor? It had a, that was, that the dime store had a One very. One of my favorite smells. Favorite smells. That's such a good smell. And Gretchen, I mean, the smell of the library oh, when yeah. we were little, the one that had the cool fountain. Yes. That was a very, I guess it's the smell of books. What's well, the smell mixed books, with but, carpet? But and but also the water. I think because it had this like strange clear pipe that went up two stories and then just sort of burbled over. But yes, there was a very particular. And that, now I go to the library and I like it. And it's a great library. 
But I'm like, oh, what I would give to go back to the library the way it was when we were little with that smell and just the way it was set up. I really preferred that library, I must say. Yeah, but maybe it's it's, it's tied to. But that's that's the thing. It's like the smells that you associate with happy times or happy memories of the past have particular power, just like in the the Proust example. So I think that this is a way of kind of locking in. Like you could say, yeah. oh, what are the smells of summer camp? What are the smells of the fall? What are the smells of seventh grade? What are the smells of the first year of your baby's life? Yeah, but you know, Gretchen, it's funny because people always say, well, I wish I could bottle this. Yes. Um, and it really is like, if you, like when your children are young, especially if you sort of pay attention to yes. these smells, you can then always conjure them yes. up, just like I can conjure up the smell of your lobby. You can yeah. <laughs> conjure up the smell of your son's hair or something. You know? Or like baby lotion. I love yeah. the smell of baby lotion. And we have a little bottle of it, and I just smell it sometimes. Yeah. Nobody uses it as lotion, but I just love the smell of it. Yeah. So let us know if you do try this at home and how taking a scent snapshot of your life works for you. Let us know on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Drop us an email at podcastatgretchenrubin.com. Or as always, you can go to the show notes for this episode. This is episode 182. So it's happiercast.com slash 182 for everything related to this episode. Coming up, we've got a happiness hack that's very appropriate for this trip. (laughs) But first, this break. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and free. And, you know, Elizabeth, I now work with a team and hiring the right people is so important. It's maybe the most important thing. And LinkedIn makes the process of identifying and hiring people easy and intuitive. I know that when I've been hiring for my team, it's hard to find quality candidates to interview. And LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. Elizabeth, I got the Flow Knit Wide Leg Pant. It's very light. It's perfect for the summer. It packs very easily. I recently went on a trip with my family, and I took it with me, and they were just the thing to wear on a really hot day where I wanted to be covered up, but I wanted something that looked great and also was very comfortable. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Gretchen for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Gretchen to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Gretchen.
Okay, Elizabeth, we have a happiness hack that is inspired by our Montana trip. Lay it on us. Yes. This week, it's for a milestone celebration. Don't feel like you have to celebrate on or even near the date. (laughs) Just do what makes sense. Yes. Because we're here because it's this milestone birthday on Jamie's parents and our parents. But it's not really, it's not close to anybody's birthday, particularly. We were just like, if we want to take this trip, how do we make it work? So we're just celebrating birthdays now, now, because this is when the trip makes sense. Yeah. And I think that is such a good idea because so often, I mean, someone's birthday is on a Wednesday, you know, March, and that (laughs) just may not be a good time to celebrate. But, and so rather than lose the whole special milestone, just move it. Yeah. I think that's great. Well, one of the things I have to confess that. I wanted to have a big celebration for a big anniversary for Jamie and me, but I didn't get my act together in time. So we'd actually been married for like one or two years longer. Um, but I was like, who cares? Yeah. You know, it's like who, no one's keeping track except for me. So I just was like, uh, whatever. You yeah, know? I love it. Yeah. Maybe I, I'll have my 30, my 30th birthday party. <laughs> I never did have one. Oh, that's good. I'll throw it out for you. Oh, that's so funny. Yes. The 25th birthday party. Well, people do that with their honeymoons. Now, a lot of people's honeymoons are not really right after their wedding. They'll pick, you know, a couple years later. Adam and I still haven't taken a honeymoon. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, well, unless you count a night in Kansas City as our honeymoon, which I do not. I did not remember that. Well, I heard of a family. I thought this was very clever. So this family had a lot of siblings. And um, so it was very hard to get together either for Thanksgiving or Christmas because Mm. there was so much coordination with spouses and families and scheduling and everything. So what they did was they have Thanksmas. And so they pick a weekend between Thanksgiving and Christmas, and that's like their designated family holiday. And so their spouses like it because then Thanksgiving and Christmas are free for the spouses' families or to do traveling or whatever else they want to do. And then they always can just pick a weekend in between so that then all the, because if they have like seven or nine siblings, you never get to see a bunch of people at once because it's just too hard to schedule. But this way, because they've designated their own family holiday right in that holiday season. Right. So it still feels very festive and everything. And they gave it a name. Thanks, miss. I thought that, that was is a, such a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Because it can be very contentious, the big holidays. Oh, yeah. And then their parents can just go visit one of them. Yes. Um, so it's not like they're alone. We, and then it's like somebody's got a new baby, so it's hard yeah. to travel or somebody's, yeah. you know, I mean, somebody broke a leg and you can you have a lot more flexibility that way. Yeah. 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 So great hacks. Celebrating milestones just when the time is right. <laughs> Don't worry about the day. Yeah. Yeah. Ignore the date. Okay, now it's time for a happiness stumbling block. And we have Eliza here, my daughter who just finished her freshman year of college. She's already starting to get geared up to go back, figuring out what she needs to pack. And so we want to talk about the stumbling block with her about leaving home for the first time. What are the challenges? What are some of the strategies and hacks for dealing with it? What you expect, what you didn't expect? So Eliza, what was it like to leave home for the first time? I mean, you went to summer camp and stuff, but this was this was the first time when you really moved Lived away. somewhere else. It's definitely a thing that you think about a lot, you prepare for a lot, and then it's... I ended up being homesick in different ways, I think, than I predicted. Like, I predicted, even when I was on, like, a pre-orientation trip, I predicted being homesick for, like, the first three weeks, and then it's fine. But ultimately, that wasn't that wasn't really how it panned out for me. The way it was was more like, I'm desperately scared. It's move in day. And then I'm alone and it's kind of fine and everything's busy. But slowly, they're just like random days when you don't have enough to do and you remember Uh, your friends at home and you remember all the things that you might have done. And 
So I think keeping busy was definitely important. Something that mom and Eleanor did for me, which was definitely a thing that I would recommend as a little, as a, as a <laughs> try this at home from my mom that she's just maybe didn't tell you is <laughs> they left me wrapped presents for when I got sad. Aww. And I they called it the blues bag. Oh, yeah, that's they called, so sweet. Yeah. So they left that. So I kept that kind of in the, on one of my shelves and I really doled it out over the year. And I noticed that definitely I used up a lot more of those in the beginning then in the end or I would use a lot more at one time it wasn't like kind of randomly spaced out and I think that's a just for everyone something that maybe you don't get warned about or maybe you do and I just didn't pay enough attention I think it's kind of deceptive that like it's the best four years of your life because it could be the best like three years of your life but Uh I think the first one is meant to be really confusing and tricky Mm. so there's a lot of what do I value and what am I going to choose to spend my time doing because I think one of the things that's really different is that you're very in charge of your time and you (laughs) 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 and you realize like okay so I do have a set number of hours in my day but I can kind of pick you can kind of pick which hours you're awake what you're doing with those hours how many of them you're awake for what do you prioritize so like I valued doing the radio station so I would be up from 3 30 a.m to 5 a.m on Thursdays Which meant that I was just I was just prioritizing that over maybe sleep. Yeah, sleep (laughs) and maybe like the class the next day, you know, like not that I wouldn't go, but I'm obviously not going to be as well prepared for it as I would have been. So I have a question because when we went to college, we were almost never in touch with our parents. We would talk, I'd say, maximum once a week. Yeah. But you can text or call all day long. Do you think that helps the stumbling block of being away for the first time? Or do you think it hurts because you sort of are always attached to home, even though you're not living there? I think. Or both. mm, I think it's nice to fall back on for sure. Like I felt like it was so easy to contact them if I was having a rough time that it wasn't, it wasn't like a dramatic thing that I would have to you know, write down, write a letter and then wait, (laughs) you know, or go somewhere to call them. Like I could really just be outside of class and in two minutes be talking to my parents. And it was nice, you know, having a little sister who's like, you know, she's in seventh grade or she Mm -hmm. was in seventh grade. So it's nice to be able to have that contact when we're both going through new things. I don't know. There's different degrees of some people just totally cut off from their parents and are Mm -hmm. like, I'm not going to talk to you unless you force me to talk to you or like, I haven't talked to my parents in weeks. And then other people are like, oh, yeah, I talk to my parents every day or I just text them little things. And that's kind of we're somewhere in the middle where it's like, yeah, my dad will shoot me a funny tweet he saw mm-hmm. versus like my darling daughter. I miss you so much. <laughs> <laughs> it has been now three months since I last saw your face. Yeah. So it's just I feel like it's really whatever the way that we were at home is the way that we are mm. when I'm away, which is to say like not dramatic, but very like in touch. Well, as you know, one of the things that I was very focused on, as I thought as a potentially potential stumbling block for you going away for the home for the first time was like, were you going to be getting enough sleep? Were you going to like let yourself get too hungry? Were you going to exercise regularly? Because I know you just feel like that makes you feel good over the long term. Were you going to be, you know, procrastinating about things in a way that would make you ultimately more stressed out? So I was very focused on kind of like the day-to-day mechanics of just sort of like um, taking care of yourself. Did you feel like you did that came pretty easily or 
did you have to figure out how to recreate all those structures for you when you real like you say you could do anything or nothing um and i'm sure people around you some were being like training for varsity sports and then some people were just like doing absolutely nothing and being big slackers how did you manage just that kind of taking care of yourself well i was really impressed with myself every time i would go to the gym <laughs> I, I, I would impressed. send a text i'd be like guess who did a gym laundry and slept today. Like, you will never believe it. It's her <laughs> daughter. Um, I felt like it was definitely something important that I was really aware of because, I mean, a lot of people are going to the gym all the time, which is something I didn't really think about. But, like, it's just a thing that people are doing that I didn't expect them to do. I thought it was going to be like, hey, we're all we're all finally, like, free and not being watched. So <laughs> let's all not go to the gym. But actually, everyone's doing that all the time, at least what I saw. Sleep, I would say, is something I definitely neglected. Like getting into second semester, I was getting no sleep. Mm. I guess because I was just so thrown off from that 3.30 to 5 a.m. Like I know it was one day a week, but it would really mess me up. And so I'd be sleepy all the time. And like I'm accidentally – first semester I was fine. And then second semester I had to set like 12 alarms. and I would never wake up or I would wake up for them, do like shut it off, go back to sleep, and just in my sleep shut them off. So it was really horrible and I was missing a lot of things that I didn't want to be missing – so I feel like that's one of those things where I don't really know what the right answer was. Like, I don't know if I should have prioritized my sleep or if I did the right thing because it got me into a community and it mm. provided a lot of fun. And it was first semester, so it doesn't really matter if you miss stuff. Well, it's um, interesting thinking about things like that, like being in that community can be more important. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And, and long term. Yeah. And things like eating. Eating was a thing just like scheduling wise that I feel like I should have done better and maybe I'll do better the next year or years but I didn't eat like people either eat breakfast every day or you never eat breakfast and I was a person who like never ate breakfast and I feel like looking back I probably should have done a better job of having regular mm -hmm. like a scheduled meal thing which mm -hmm. I know like my mom would say versus <laughs> some people like some people just eat like 12 kind bars a day you know right. or, and some people are running from class to class and I was somewhere I don't know I think but I think in the coming years I should do a better job of that do you feel like you grew up a lot this year? Was it like a big developmental year for you? Yes. I don't know if growing up as much as learning. Mm. Um, there's just a lot of having to identify like what's important to you, like I said, and just like figuring out what things you took for granted about yourself mm. that people don't. Like even just like, yeah, I'm from New York. Well, yeah, you've grown up with 130 kids from kindergarten to 12th grade who all that's a given for and every person that's a given but now it's like oh there are New York people you have to figure out where you are in relation to the New York people and who you are in relation to people who aren't from New York like that's just one thing that I, I thought about all the time was like my identity as a New Yorker not yeah. because I was like am I proud of this am I not proud but just because it's like it's just a thing that everyone thinks about because the first thing you're going to ask someone is where are you from yeah yeah no, I remember that because being from Missouri, there not there weren't that many people from Missouri when I was when it, to college, and so it was like a big thing. Be like, oh, I'm from Missouri too. I mean, like they'd be from St. Louis. We have nothing. Right. It's like eight hours of car drive apart, and yet you felt this incredible sense of uh, sort of yeah. relationship. Um, oh, we're both here. And Eliza, you've talked to I know over the course of the summer, you've talked to your friends. Do you think that your friends were surprised by the challenges of leaving home? Do you think people are sort of ready for it? And even if it's hard, they kind of are 
they're mentally prepared or do you think it's almost like you can't anticipate what the challenges are going to be until you go through it yourself for the first time? Because I think a lot of parents or, or whomever would like to help prepare you for it, but maybe it's the kind of thing where you just sort of have to experience it because leaving home for the first time is just something that you go through. Yeah. Well, I think it's funny, especially like with friends who have taken gap years, of which I have a few, you really do think about what you've learned, not because you're like, I've learned so much more than you did in your gap year, but because they're like, okay, I know exactly how I'm going to handle all of these specific things. And you're like, no, you really don't. (laughs) I've only got like, what, nine months more than you do. But I feel like, I don't know, it's it's hard because since I was only a freshman, like I'm only one year in, I feel totally unqualified even to be a sophomore, let alone like give advice to someone who's going to be a freshman. But when you hear people talk about like one of my friends took a gap year and she was talking about whether she should choose a roommate at her school or do random. And all of us were like, you don't know anything like you should do random. Obviously, you should do random. Like that's so the better choice. And she's already got a way that she thinks that she should handle it. And we all are like even those few months, we feel like we're Mm -hmm. we're so sure that we've encountered the problems that she doesn't even know about yet. So I don't know. It's funny to see different degrees of being aware. But I mean, somehow, like at my school, there are peer advisors. So I, you know, someone my age who's only got as much experience as I do can be advising someone younger. So I guess that goes to show how they think that you might have matured mm-hmm. over those few months. And you've just been in it. So you really yeah. know the problems more than someone who was in it 15 years ago. Yeah. No, I mean, and it's funny to see how the problems range from like having a crisis in your major and having a crisis because you don't like being away from home or you left too early. There's just a real range of things there that hopefully you have like a support system that can handle that with you. Well, Liza, thanks for both being our guest producer today (laughs) and being our interview guest, um, because I think it's a question that a lot of people think about. And uh, of course, you've got your podcast, Eliza, starting at 16, where you talk a lot about these kinds of issues and you sort of talked about it in real time as they were unfolding. So it's interesting. I bet years from now, it'll be interesting for you to think back on the intensity of this real a real milestone in everybody's life, which is leaving home for the first time. Yeah, and Gretchen, and another podcast will have to have a happiness stumbling block of having your kids leave home for the first time. <laughs> yeah, The other side of yeah, it. Yeah, the other side of it. So thanks, Eliza. Thanks, Eliza. Thank you. Coming up, Gretchen gives me a gold star. Aww. The first is great. Gretch, I love eating sandwiches like a grilled cheese or a peanut butter sandwich is my ideal lunch, but I'm very aware of my carb intake, so oftentimes I avoid sandwiches. Luckily, Hero Bread has remade carby, empty-calorie bread products into fluffy, delicious versions that include no-net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and fewer calories, plus it has protein and fiber. I have been using it to make grilled cheeses, and I use their tortillas to make a cheese quesadilla, and I am in heaven. Hero Bread tastes great, has a terrific texture, and helps you meet your nutrition goals. Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use happier at checkout. That's happier at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Do you want to set your child up for success? 
IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way with positive feedback. Well, I know with Eleanor, when she was struggling so much with math, if she had been able to do online learning at home, she would have been much better able to keep up with the class, and that would have just made the whole situation much easier for her. Don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And half your listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com happier. Visit IXL.com happier to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Okay, it's time for demerits and gold stars. And Elizabeth, this week you are up for a demerit. All right, Gretch. Well, my demerit this week, and I must say it's really not even on my mind in the last couple of days <laughs> being in Montana, but I did, it's sort of a half demerit. So uh-huh. a half gold star, a half demerit, because I did start Jenny Craig. I was, I think uh-huh. I gave myself a demerit a few weeks ago yes. that I hadn't like called and followed through. Yeah. Have started, been going every week, um, doing the whole thing, but I haven't been religiously following the regimen. I've kind uh, of used it more as a guideline. Uh, so I've been doing the Jenny Craig food, but adding, unfortunately, a lot of snacking to that. Uh, so it's not as effective as it could be. So I'm trying, but I'm not succeeding fully. But, you know, so I need to get, when we get back, from Montana, I need to get more regimented. Yeah. Well, you're, you're, this line, it's a guideline, reminds me of uh, this scene that I love from the original Ghostbusters movie. Do you remember this? Where the main character, Peter Venkman, the, who's played by Bill Murray, he's getting passionately kissed by Dana Barrett, who's played by Sigourney Weaver, but she's been possessed by a demon. And oh. so he's trying to resist and he's talking about something being more of a guideline than a rule. I make it a rule never to get involved with possessed people. Mm. Actually, it's more of a guideline than a rule. Oh, that's, yeah, that's how I'm feeling right now. It's <laughs> my Jenny Craig. Okay, Gretch, but uh, take us up with a gold star. I happen to know it's for me. Yes. Let's hear it. Well, this is a super, super busy time for you, um, as everybody who listens to Happier in Hollywood <laughs> knows. And as I know, um, your your show, The Fix, is like getting underway. You are in the thick of it. It's exciting, but it's also kind of all-consuming. And yet you committed to coming to this special milestone birthday celebration and you're here and you're hanging out and um, just gold star, because I know that sometimes it just it feels hard to extricate yourself from a very intense situation. And I'm sure it was like hard to think about planning ahead and packing and being gone. And um, but it just uh, it's so important to everybody that you're here and that Adam and Jack are here. And so you get a gold star oh. for making the effort to be here because it's something I think we'll remember for the rest of our lives. Yes. Thank you. It was really important for me to be here. I didn't want to miss it. And I have to pass on gold stars to Sarah and Marsha. Yes. Who are, you know, doing all the work back in L.A. and right. um, let me off the hook for a couple days. So right. gold star to them. Gold stars all around. <laughs> you call it L.A. Did I? No, but that's funny. Oh, that's funny. I meant to say L.A. Yeah, and that's it for this episode of Happier. Remember to try this at home. Take a scent snapshot of your life. 
Let us know if you tried it and if it worked for you. Thank you to our producer, Odelia Rubin, who's joining us via FaceTime audio today <laughs> because we don't have any cell reception. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, thanks to our guest producer, Eliza Rubin, who yeah. uh, did a beautiful job recording us. Also, thanks to Andy Bowers and Kristen Meinzer of Panoply. Also, Gretchen, we want to have a special shout out. Thank you to all of our advertisers who um, let us do this podcast for free through their advertising. Yeah. Some people like to listen ad free, but then you have to put the podcast behind a paywall and get subscription. And we know from our listeners that a lot of people prefer to listen for free Mm -hmm. and it's advertisers who let us do that. So thank you, advertisers. Gold star for you. Yes. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Twitter at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Elizabeth Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. If you like the show, please be sure to tell a friend and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcasting app. We say subscribe, but actually, sometimes the word subscribe means that you're signing up to pay for it. But in this case, subscribe just means that you get it automatically. You don't have to pay, as you know, if you listen to the podcast. I just wanted to remind everybody that I do a Facebook Live video every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern called Ask Gretchen Rubin Live. So watch that and join the conversation on Facebook about how to be happier. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Kraft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and Upward.